0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on out there, everybody? This is Terrence Williams, uh, T.W., talking about on your social media, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling.
1: This week on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, we have our main man, T.W., man formerly known as smash williams he is back we have a long and fantastic conversation covering everything aew wwe uh, black podcasting brand building you name it we talk about it it is just such a fantastic episode can't wait for you to hear it but before we get to any of that i want to remind you to check out zencaster z-e-n-c-a-s-t-r That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is, not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards. And get this. Zencaster has started to do hosting so for all you podcasters out there if you're looking for a host for your show please consider Zencaster you will not regret it I'm telling you right now once again Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R made on Zencaster that's right without further ado let's get on with the show
0: in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The Queen of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubble. But
1: well, let me tell you something, folks. Stop the presses because... The man formerly known as Smash Williams. Now he's going back to his government name. I, I mean, listen, this this guy, I don't know if he's a uh, 007 or or what do Is we it, call it I'm
0: name Clay. I'm going to call him Clex. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh man, nothing much, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, taking taking some time out of the work day. Actually I'm at the end of my workday, but you know, we had uh you know, I was I was, you know, doing some meetings, some catching up, you know how it is. And um, but I would not, could not miss the opportunity to hop on the Duke Love Wrestling Podcast, man. This is a doubt one of the best uh pieces of content that I listen to each and every week. Um, you know, you you do, you do. Top shelf, A-list content, the interviews with the legends, you know, exposing people to indie superstars. Listen, man, listen, ain't no better place to be. Ain't no better place to be. And if you out there, if it's your first time coming across Duke Loves Wrestling, sit down, zip your lip. You might learn something. OK,
1: well, listen, I, that, that's very high praise. And, and I'm not just saying that. I truly mean it, man. I'm, I'm humbled by what you say because you're a heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have to get too deep into uh, what your shoot job stuff is and all that good stuff. But you're a guy that you're deeply involved in the production of not only uh, podcasting, but also television. So for you to say that, it's a big deal, man. I I wonder, though, because there's a lot of people that will tell me that behind the scenes, but they certainly are not going to put their name on it. In front of the world nah. because they're afraid of the backlash or all that because nah. they just you, you know, know,
0: but but let me tell you something though, dog. That's one of the one of the things I love about you. Like, you know what I mean? Is that is that like you are not afraid to dive into the smoke and like you are here for all the smoke. And you know why? Because and we were just talking about this before we hit record, is you believe in what you do. You know what I mean? You believe in what you do. Like when you when you say something, you got receipts to back it up. And you know what I mean. And I'm sure if you if you're wrong, you got no problem retracting. You know what I mean. And, and admitting you was wrong, but you come at it with confidence, and you don't just come at it from like talking out of your neck. You know what I mean. Like you you back it up. And I'm always gonna have respect for anybody that um that can validate their opinions. You know what I'm saying. Did I say validate? Validate. Validate their opinions with stats and facts and receipts. You know what I mean? Like that, to me, that's what makes the difference between somebody who's just a blowhard and, again, somebody who's just, you know, spitting facts.
1: How much of this is, is generational? Because even offline, we were talking about our taste in music and we were giving it up to folk like Jay Z, Rick Ross, LL Cool J, you know, the new DJ Khaled album, uh, God Will is out there. How much of you and I being on the same page about a lot of this stuff has to do with the generation we grew up in.
0: It, you know, it could, it could be a lot of that. I mean, like so much of this stuff is generational, man. Like I think it's funny. Uh, I got a, a buddy that I work with and he's from uh, he's from Georgia. Right. And like, so yo, I, 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 I'm about to, I'm about to say something that might set the airwaves on fire. Southern people got the worst rap takes in the world. Not the worst <laughs> rap taste, but the worst rap takes. And you know why? Because, because I think part of the position that so many of, 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 of my brothers and sisters who grew up below the Mason-Dixon line, I feel like what they feel like they got to do is they got to defend their territory. So just off principle, they got to say they think Hove is trash. You know what I mean? Just off principle, they got to say they think Biggie is no good. And it's like, dog, you got to understand when you come out the gates with a horrible take like that, it invalidates everything else you're about to say. Like that don't make 3000 no less great because you could admit that Biggie was great. You know what I mean? Like, but when you come out saying you think Biggie was no good, like, I don't know what else I need to hear from you. You know what I mean? Like you, you can, again, it's just, come on, man. Come on, man. So like, but I think a lot of it again is generational because a lot of, um, a lot of the people from, you know, the, that, that were doing it big when you and I were, you know, running and gunning teenagers and and, and that type of stuff, you know, they, they are from like, you know, either the West coast or the Northeast. And I think that different regions felt left out, you know what I mean? Because, um, the, New York has such a glow, right? It has such a glow that like, you know, this whole tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and even, you know, to, to some extent, Boston area, it's all influenced by that New York glow. So people mm-hmm. outside of that glow, they feel like, nah, man, that ain't hitting over here. You know what I mean? And they feel like they has got to like stand up for it. So I, listen, man, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. And by the way, if anybody out there is listening to this and you want to refute my take, Come on, please. Come on with it. Come on with it. Because y'all going to explain to me why you want to stand on horrible rap takes.
1: Well, and here's the thing. That's it. That's the Pimp C uh, rap take right there. And and here's what a lot of the folk miss. Even Pimp C did did a record with Jay-Z. So y'all can y'all can put the you know, put your guard down. You can admit that the East Coast got some things popping here. Come on now.
0: Come exactly. On Come on, yeah. man. Like, it's, it's, you know, it, it, again, it don't make your candle shine no brighter when you try to blow mine out. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That, that's all that is.
1: Well, speaking of which, I'll, I'll tell you, man, I got some breaking news here that I, I'm wow. going to just dive into right from the beginning because talking about horrible takes, uh, <laughs> Tony Khan is, is doing a uh, press conference as we speak. And according to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, you know, uh, hi Sean. I'm giving you a plug here because uh, you, you know every now and then Sean likes to jump in my inbox and, and let me know how he feels about me, and, and it, it hardly ever is positive. So, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> which is which is always a good sign. You know, I don't I don't even take the guy seriously when he does that. I, I just shake my head and I just say, okay, like what? Well, cut it out. You know what I mean? Right. But I think I think he's coming from a place of feeling like he has to be on the attack all the time. And maybe it's because a lot of people attack him. So he's trying to one up. And maybe he expects something from me because folk know that whether you like it or not, I'm going to give my take. This is what I believe. Just like you said, Smash. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it does hold some type of water. Like, whoa, if you say that, then people are going to accept that. So wait a second. You know, so Sean, I'm giving you a plug here. This is a positive thing. (laughs) I quote, Tony Khan says he strongly disagrees with the criticism of Thunder Rosa versus CM Punk's promo time for their title situation. Tony says if we're speaking honestly, an eight-minute promo from CM Punk is going to draw more than an eight-minute promo from Thunder Rosa, and that's what he books for. Now, T.W., let me me ask you a question, man. (sighs) When on God's green earth have you ever heard Tony Khan bury one of his champions like that before?
0: Yeah, I think so so okay, l- let me say this. I, I always come at stuff with the um viewpoint that People aren't trying to be, like, slanders, right? Like, I don't think Tony Khan is trying to slander Thunder Rosa. I think he just has his head so far up CM Punk's backside that he can't see left from right. He don't know. You know what I mean? He don't... Listen, Tony Khan loves and is committed to CM Punk. I think that's fair to say, right? Like, I think it's, it's fair to say he has shown us that that's how he feels about CM Punk and that he feels that CM Punk is the... The the number one person he wants as the hood ornament of AEW, I don't know, I guess to lead them into some sort of golden age. But in doing so, right, in an effort to get there, like you said, it just it certainly sounds like he's burying Thunder Rosa. Now, let me say this, though. An eight minute promo from CM Punk is 100% likely to be more entertaining than an eight-minute promo from Thunder Rosa. But why would you put Thunder Rosa out there for an eight-minute promo if you know she don't got chops for an eight-minute promo? That's called producing TV, right? Like, you you don't send somebody out there to talk for eight minutes that can't talk for eight minutes. So what you do is you find a way to shoot something around Thunder Rosa where she can get her point across and it can be compelling to the audience and make her feel like a big star instead of just handing anybody a microphone and saying, go out there and kill eight minutes. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely right. That responsibility falls on the person writing and producing the show, right? It's not like the – that's one of the things about wrestling and wrestling fans that annoys me is we look at everything as though it's an issue with the talent. Yes, talent has different strengths and weaknesses. But I think we've all heard Paul Heyman talk about the way he produced ECW a lot. And one of the biggest things he would say is that he saw it as his job to emphasize people's strengths and hide their weaknesses. So, again, if you have Thunder Rosa and you know that her strength is not to just go out there with a live mic and and drop zingers, then don't send her out there to do that. You know what oh, I mean. And let's take that let's
1: take that a step further. If she can't do that, but she's your champion, then what are you doing to develop her in that area? Because here's what we know: Tony Khan is doing absolutely nothing to develop Thunder Rosa Facts. on the mic. He he gave Britt Baker, who was very weak on the mic, by the way in the beginning of AEW. What did he do? He gave her he Tony gave her two
0: years of TV time and Tony Schiavone and um, uh, Rebel, Rebel. Yep. and Jamie Hayter. You know what I mean? And, gave and, and her listen, everything. <laughs> to Britt Baker's credit, she developed. Absolutely. To her credit, she developed. But who in the hell has he... Now, now, now let me say this because I want to give credit where credit is due. He has done the same thing with Jade Cargill. Sure. She has had... Um, you know she's had time to develop he's been putting her in prime cushy spots he he's now starting to give her you know people around her to help build up her thing her brand but like but again if if you're not going to do that with people don't throw them out there to fail right if exactly. you know thunder thunder rosa has um you know this rich heritage. You know she is is she Mexican by the she has a She's action.
1: Mexican, yeah. She's Mexican.
0: It's, it's, it, 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 like, but is she like from Mexico or is she like born, uh, in, born and raised Mexican?
1: in Mexico? She became a U.S. citizen. Uh, I believe okay. within the past seven so, years. Bro,
0: like, w- remember how WWE used to have Rey Mysterio cut promos where he would say his line in English and then say it in Spanish? Sure. Like, I always thought that was so smart. Is it pandering? Yes. But you know what? To that person sitting at home who, who Spanish is their first language, it speaks to them. If you're AEW, why aren't you doing something like that? You know what I mean? Why, if, if, again, if she's Mexican, like – Play into this stuff. Right. You you know, uh, you know, he had all the smoke for Big Swole. Right. But the stuff that Big Swole said is so glaringly obvious. Right. She was saying everybody's not the best at coming up with their own ideas. Damn it. This is a TV show. You you don't you don't leave it up to chance. What's going to happen when you do a TV show? You have a plan. Okay? That's what you pay people for. So again, if you know you have Thunder Rosa and like look, Thunder Rosa's strength is having really good matches. But mm-hmm. she's also an interesting character. She's an interesting person. She has an interesting life. She's had an interesting journey. Like there's great stories to be told. Okay? Like hire the production people, shoot vignettes and all of that stuff and then when she comes out, give her short, you know what I mean? Give her give her give her like short segments uh and and um you know where the less she says the better or uh, you could put her with somebody to talk for her like bro we've been watching wrestling for a long time like there's a million and one tricks you can do with somebody who's not a great talker okay listen but just give just give her, that her you
1: what you gave uh, t- just give her what you gave Britt Baker give her a dedicated interview her to set her up and mm. then you
0: could develop her to the moon that way Right, and also, you know, you hear uh Tony Khan talk a lot about how he has people backstage with thirty years of experience in the wrestling business. Well, damn it, get some of those people to work with her on doing a great promo. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing that you can't learn. Anybody can learn how to speak in cadence, right? Anybody can learn how to come up with a catchphrase. You know, like people can learn these things, right? Like, just just make time to make these things happen. I. You know, um, I don't want to get off topic here, but I was listening to your show. I think it was from last week, you know, where you highlighted a lot of the things that were reportedly going on backstage in AEW. And I was like, bro, like to me, this is a glaring lack of leadership. Yep. You know, like the Internet was buzzing, going crazy with uh, a clip from Monday Night Raw where they made it look like um, Seth Rollins said something about Matt Riddle's family. Uh, once the taping stopped, right? But it was a hot clip. People were were buzzing, going crazy about it. So you got Monday Night Raw, right? A high profile, well run show. You know, high profile organization, top of the industry, and they're tastefully bringing a personal issue onto the show. And on AEW, you got people fighting backstage because you called somebody fat. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like what like that that says a lot about the culture that you got going on backstage. One, that somebody would feel so comfortable doing that. Two, that somebody would feel so insecure that they would need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, again, I I I, I don't I don't uh make the news. I just comment on it, okay? <laughs> like, sure. sure. So,
1: and there's a lot if, to comment on, <laughs> you know. There's a lot if, to comment
0: on. If Do this you, stuff is going on in your in your organization, like it's a leadership issue, bro. Like it's a that's a top down thing, okay? That's a top down because we've all heard stories about backstage fights in WWE, sure, right? Of like we heard that uh, we heard that um, Chris Jericho got into it with Brock Lesnar after Brock Lesnar busted Randy Orton open at I think a Survivor Series. Kiss me or um, fight
1: me. That's what Lesnar said to him. Either kiss right, me or fight. Right. me.
0: And so we hear about all these things, but they don't spill out. They don't. But when they spill out, they don't look the same. You know why? Because fans do not think that WWE is a rudderless ship. Fans don't think that WWE is running without leadership. When these stories come out from AEW, people think the sky is falling because they don't trust the leadership that AEW has.
1: So let me ask you this question, because, you know, I've been covering this from the from the very beginning and I've had my very strong opinions Of AEW. You? Very strong opinion? No. That's not like you. I know. Can (laughs) you imagine? But it's it's always been from the perspective of management, which is ironic that you bring this up. I've always taken a look at it like, okay, you're making these claims that you're going to deliver on these certain measurables, and then you don't give us these measurables. You know, treating women equally. um, You haven't delivered on that. A black and brown male singles wrestlers, you know they're going to have an equal opportunity. You haven't delivered on that because you don't see any black or brown wrestlers as threats to the world championship, which still doesn't make any sense to me. Like You haven't right. developed anyone who can be one of the top two or three people challenging for the title at any point. I don't understand why you haven't been able to do that. Um, you know, LGBTQ+, plus, they, they really aren't doing much. With those wrestlers, uh, Sonny Kiss is a prime example. He's just been buried. Nyla Rose was jobbed out from the beginning, and then it, it stunted uh, her growth. There's just a lot of things that Tony claimed that he was going to give us that he never gave us, so that's why I stayed on top of him from the beginning because it's like, all right, let me hold you accountable for this thing. Oh, yeah. We're at a point now where the coast is clear, and because Warner Brothers Discovery – are making cuts everywhere. And, and, and Ray Charles can see that AEW is not going to make it. They're, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery is not going to keep AEW on their networks. One way or another, this is going to end very soon. Um, looking back, in your opinion, how much of not developing black and brown male singles wrestlers as top contenders how much of not featuring more women's wrestling content on the TV shows, they only give us one match per week. How much of the things that I've been complaining about that even you and I debated um, last time you were on the show, mm-hmm. looking back on it now, was I on to something or do you feel like there's a, there's a totally different thing that I've been missing here and it may not be as much about these things as I've been
0: assuming, so to speak. Now you, you've been spot on brother. You've been, you've been spot on. And, and here's the thing about it is these the it's not for nothing right I think like a lot of people um a lot of people when they hear somebody complaining oh you just want you know there to be a black world champion it's like okay well you know what you made Scorpio Sky a champion how'd that work out okay yeah. like it's not just it's, it's it's not just put the the belt on somebody it's just push them in a way that where they just where they're respectable right like MJF's never had a title but he's looked at as a top star in that company okay um jungle boy he he's had a tag team title but he's still you know he's been booked very strongly Darby Allen booked very strongly okay like there's no reason in the world that you couldn't have been booking the acclaimed stronger from day one no reason in the world like people people say oh they're not ready what the hell do you mean they're not ready <laughs> what do you mean they're not ready? Come on, man. Was Jungle Boy ready? Was Britt Baker ready? Like, you got to give people time. You know, like Darby, yo, bro, watching Darby Allen wrestle is like, you know, they say you got to suspend your disbelief to, you know, watch wrestling. That is an exercise, a full on marathon in suspension of disbelief. Like, bro, Darby Allen weighs about 50 pounds. That coffin drop could not, would not hurt if he did it from the top of the Empire State Building. Like it just doesn't it it, it, it it's it, it you they push who they want to push, right? And so again, they clearly have a target audience in mind. And by the way, whenever they talk about the demo, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this, because you you um you know you deal in ratings and 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 that type of stuff but when they talk about that 18 to 35 demo right it's 18 to 35 demo isn't that 18 to 35 demo white males isn't that the uh isn't that part of that demo they just kind of cut that out for uh for, for 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 I guess digestibility purposes like they don't want to say 18 to 35 year old white males they just say 18 to 35 demo
1: yeah and and we know that that's who they're talking about because tony to his detriment has gotten very specific about the key demo that he's trying to attract because he also says they're the most educated people in the nation. They have the most disposable income. So you really start narrowing down who you're talking about when you start putting those additional identifiers on there. You know what I mean? The assumption meaning, hey, white males got the money. They're the smartest people. That's who we want. And F everybody else.
0: (laughs) And and by the way, and, and by the way, if you just say that then you actually will take a lot of heat off yes. you know like people will not like like yeah you'll have some people who still buck about it but i bet you there's a lot of people would be like all right cool you don't want my my time my attention my dollars cool i'm out of here you know what i mean but the truth is you know black households have consumed wrestling in large numbers for every wrestling territory that's ever been around okay like um i you know look black people are only 13 percent of the country we will never be the largest demo for you know a, a national product, but here's the, where we are the biggest, right? We're the biggest drivers of content in social media, where companies like AEW live and die, okay? And so, if you were smart enough to look at the fact that you could use uh, content that is is consumed and 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 reviewed positively by the black audience. Then that would help out AEW a lot, a ton, so much. But like, it, it's funny. It's almost like he has a, a game he's playing to never ever admit he was wrong about the way he came at Big Swole. You know what I'm saying? Like, he will. He will, he refuses. Like we see that he's done more. Like you know, again, you see they 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 use the acclaim more. You know, they got Swerve and Strickland. They were using Hobbs and Starks more, and clearly. They were he, he was he was responding to the backlash that came from uh from from everything you know that went down with Big Swole, right? And he was responding to it by putting more black talent on TV, right? And and by featuring them more, more prominently. But I feel like there's been a regression of that recently, right? Maybe since like CM Punk came back and Brian Danielson was in and out and um and and now he's back. But You know, even look a couple of weeks ago when they broke up Hobbs and Starks. Was that not the biggest thing that people were talking about coming out of Dynamite? Mm. Like so. So you have this portion of the audience that may be a smaller portion of the audience, but is very effective in how your product is viewed and talked about in the online spaces and you refuse to make content for that audience. Like that's a level of stubbornness that can that is usually exclusive to white men, but <laughs> but as a billionaire, uh, you know, I'm sure he, you know, has has absorbed a lot of that. Um, well, his,
1: it, you know, Tony is his mom is white.
0: Oh, there you go, there you go. So,
1: so what he's identifying as, in the way that he makes his moves,
0: you know, it, it's it's all pretty consistent. Yeah, very consistent. Very consistent. And like, again, like, look, bro, like, just say it, right? Just say it. If that's how you feel. If you're like, look, man, like, I I find that if you just come out and say it, then at least you can stop having to talk around it and defend it. Just be like, yo, man, look, I, I don't make this product for women. I don't make this product for 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 the blacks, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like just 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 say how you feel, man. Be like, yo, this product is for Chad, and you know, and and you know, Chad and Sully and Fitz, and and those are my guys, and and uh, and the rest of you, I don't care what you think or how you feel, yeah. man. Like, I feel like if you just say that, then the rest of us can go on about our business.
1: Well, that's the thing because here here's where we are now. You have this product that is supposed to be the number 2 wrestling promotion in North America. So this is a place where you can attract enough stars that people will tune in on a regular basis. And you know, your your ratings are allegedly supposed to be consistent. And if you listen to Dave Meltzer, this these are all the reasons why AEW is going to be successful. You listen to Russell this is the reason why AEW's next contract is going to be you know, at least $100 million a year, which would be up from the average of about $42, $43 million that they're under right now. Like all of these things are supposed to translate to tremendous success. Yet here we are in reality where because they have essentially pushed away the majority of everyone that's not a white male, they put themselves in a position where it's very difficult to sell advertising during their programming. And, you know, the network if you're not someone that we can market to families and stuff like that, then why are you here? Because right. we can make a hell of a lot more money showing reruns of mm. some movie that we own, or or what is it? How I Met Your Mother, or whatever the mm. hell it is that they that they air. Regardless of that, they make money off of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's interesting where Smash. I predict. Aew is not going to be on any Warner Brothers discovery channel within the next 12 months they could get canceled tomorrow but I guarantee you a year from now it's not going to be happening anymore
0: I'd be shocked I'd be surprised i I, I just I think that in today's world uh content is king and I think that you know if you're aew if you know you can consistently deliver you know 900,000 people uh, a week, you know, live you're getting, you know, they get into the advertising with that picture and picture advertising. Like, I think there's value in the product and the way they present it. Um, and again, like, let's not forget, they target towards that all important key demo. Nobody's going to turn away that key demo. Right. And so, um, so I think they have something to sell. Um, but here's where I think is the the interesting question is in the world of business, people are always looking for growth, right? They're always looking for growth. Where's the growth? Um, I think like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the way that WWE keep finding, keeps finding ways to flip that product. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, get the stock price up and just raise the growth in this way, raise the growth in that way. Like it's, yo, it's beyond impressive to me. So, I don't know. I don't know how AEW is going to do that. Like, I don't see the growth. I don't know where, you know, where that growth is going to come from. Like, I don't know if they plan on, you know, one day uh, if they plan on like breaking a, a glass and pulling out some black superstar to try to get more black dollars. Um, I don't know, you know, what the plan is for them. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't see the growth because that's the problem: is that they know who their audience is and they shun. All all types of ideas that there's something wrong with only speaking to that audience. But the problem is that audience isn't going to grow. Right. That audience is specific. It's a a specific number. And. If that audience was going to grow, I think we would have seen it by now. Right. As a matter of fact, the audience has been shrinking. Right. So. I think they do need to find they need to find some way to uh to try and grow their product. And it's not by, you know, being as vulgar as possible. It's funny that you mentioned uh about like being kid friendly because I was uh two weeks ago when they had the in ring promo segment between John Moxley or it's three weeks ago, John Moxley and CM Punk and they said shit like five, six times in a row, and I got a four year old and a six year six year old sitting there, so I turned it off. I'm like, dog, like 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 one time I can look at my kids and be like you better not. But like if you're just going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it like what kind of parent am I sitting here, you know, putting this on in front of kids, you know what I mean? And there's a lot and there's a lot of parents who don't feel like that, but there's a lot of parents who do. You know what I mean? So what you're doing is, you know, some people complain about WWE whether they're TV PG or TV-14. Who cares? Who cares? Like the point is like what I'm saying right now, this is something that an advertiser who might sell kids' products is that's going to be their reasoning for not investing or advertising with AEW, okay? Because somebody's going to have that same experience. I can't put it on around my kids because they say shit every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And so, like uh, again, it's like AEW has like this 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 list of bullet points of all the things they thought made the Attitude Era great. And they're going to try and deliver on all those things. Oh, this, we're, we're going to have blood and we're going to have uh curse words and we're going to, you know, the unscripted promos. And it's just like, you listed all the things that people complain about, about WWE. And you try to be those things or not be those things. And in all of this, I'm looking at it and saying, yeah, but what are you? And I think that, when you're able to answer that question, yeah, but what are you? I think that's when you'll be able to see the growth in AEW. Like I tell us people all the time when I talk about impact wrestling, um, I enjoy impact wrestling, but the thing about impact wrestling is I don't think they have a mission statement. You know what I mean? I don't think they have a mission statement. And again, like with WWE, their current mission statement is uh, then now forever together. Right. You, they, they put it out there. Right. And they advertise it and you can see it, right? Like, Then this was the product that your grandpa loved and your dad loved. Now, this is the thing you watch with your dad right now, forever. This will be here when you're growing up and you want to take your kids to it, together. It's a family thing. And we'll be here and you'll be here. We're like family. You know what I mean? Like You can see the the execution of the mission statement in everything they do. That's leadership. You, You feel me? Like That's the... That's the thing that that AEW is missing. That's the thing that Impact Wrestling is missing. There's a lot of 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 wrestling organizations that just need to get on the right page when it comes to um you know again having a mission and executing that vision so that then you can go out and sell it to a bigger network or to more sponsors.
1: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely And you know what's what's interesting about that is uh, Zasloff, the guy who's in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery, what is the type of programming that he puts a premium on? You're talking about these reality TV shows that, you know, cost very little to make, yep. but they're they're edgy enough that adults can enjoy it, get wrapped up into the drama, what have you, but it's not so edgy that kids can't watch it. Right. And that's the that's the very, very interesting thing there. And now the guy's talking about taking um, legacy programming from HBO Max and putting it on TNT and TBS and really taking those two channels and turning them into, you know, the reruns that they play will be like the Sopranos, will be some of the older...
0: um, Oh, bro, if they put the wire in syndication? I was just about to
1: say that. So this this is what... They own it, so they can do it, right? It's not going to cost them anything extra to do it. So now, again, you're talking about programming that's cheap, you get the highest return on investment, mm-hmm. and and more importantly, you're putting yourself in a position where the advertisers are going to see that and they're going to say, okay, I can rock with that. That that makes a little bit more sense than some meth-addicted bank robber <laughs> slicing somebody's <laughs> head open with a pizza cutter. Like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? And you think that that's, that somehow is going to sell more then taking somebody like like uh i don't know Will Hobbs and having him destroy everybody on his way to challenging for the ch- whether he wins the championship or not doesn't even matter look at him you right. mean to tell me you can't put that guy in these positions to to right. challenge and listen Will Hobbs doesn't like me Will Hobbs doesn't like me because I'm I'm stirring up too much trouble he's one of the few mm-hmm. that you know really has a problem with what I'm saying because as far as he's concerned he's just happy to have a job yeah You know what I mean? And some people exist like that. But here's what I'll say to you, Will Hobbs. It's not about you. It's about Mm. the opportunity for us. And because you're in that spot, I have to advocate for you because once you get it, it's going to make it easier for those behind you to get it. So you can be comfortable where you are and you can accept whatever crumbs they give you. I'm still going to advocate for you, brother, Mm. because there are a hell of a lot more other black and brown wrestlers out there. Who may not get the same opportunities you get right off the bat, unless you get elevated to the next level.
0: Right, and and it's about showing that you can thrive when they give you that type of role. That's you know what I mean, like you know, some look. Will Hobbs should be being booked the way Wardlow's being booked. Okay, yep. and if you don't think Will Hobbs can talk, I don't know if he can or if he can't. But you got Stokely Hathaway sitting out there, right there. If you need somebody to talk for him, there he is. Boom. You, you, you take Stokely Hathaway, make him your Bobby Heenan. He's got Jay Cargill. He's got Will Hobbs. They're going through smoking the whole roster. He's the evil genius, you know, behind all the baddest people in AEW. Like, boom, right Look at that. I just booked a great idea for AEW, right? You, you just but, booked the next year for them. <laughs> right? right you, you, you th- and, and by the way, I had never thought of that before I said this right now. But it makes perfect sense, right? Like, look at Will Hobbs. Like, yo, don't overthink this. Don't overthink this. Look at that man. OK, look at that man. He should be walking out, smoking people in five minutes and be back in the dressing room. OK, like this is not hard. That's what they want to do with Wardlow. But the truth is what we're finding out about Wardlow is that minus MJF, Wardlow's not that interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stop he's, me he's when I'm lying. Cloth. He's very close. Stop man. me when
0: I'm lying. Somebody somebody tweet me the interesting thing about Wardlow. Yeah. OK, <laughs> so I'm like and I'm not again, I'm not hating on Wardlow. This is just what I see. This is just what I see. Like again, doing the Goldberg method, you know, cut we're gonna follow you from the back. You come out, you smoke people, power bomb Symphony back in the dressing room. That's hot. I love it, and it works. It absolutely works. Impact Wrestling was doing that with uh, Masha Slamovich, and it works. It totally works. But why can't you do that with Will Hobbs? Why can't you do that, with Will Hobbs? You know, what I mean? it would like, be a
1: lot more believable if you did it with Will Hobbs. That's the funny yeah. part.
0: Yo, so so again, like, the thing is, they can book people how they want, when they want. And I think that's important for people to see, especially when you got, like, all these people who I'm going to try to do my best to avoid name calling when I say this. But you have a lot of, you know, black people who hate to hear black people advocating for black people Mm -hmm. because they feel like Mm -hmm. you're making them look bad in front of their non-black friends because they would never be out here advocating for black people. You know what I'm saying? So, so they, uh, they, you know, they they say things like, Oh, well the black talent wasn't ready. What do you mean? They weren't ready. This is a TV show. You give them something to do. Okay.
1: And (laughs) if they're not ready, who's responsible for getting them ready?
0: Right. If isn't that part ready. of management? The, the development piece is part of the management, isn't it? If they're not ready. They shouldn't be on your TV show. Yeah, that's it. Okay? Like it, 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 and, and don't get me wrong, AEW certainly has a history of sending people out there who aren't ready to be on TV. The so, dark order. <laughs> ooh, you, can, you can keep going because really? there's there so many people like, you know, what I mean, people do like the botch videos and all of that. Oh, hold, on, and,
1: hold on, hold on, hold that for a second. What is the black or even brown equivalent of the dark order? In there AEW? ain't one.
0: There ain't one. By that? the way, by the way, how much TV time had they dedicated to trying to get the dark order over? That's how my point. How many shows did they end with the dark order laying everybody out, leaving people laying in blood, you know, to try and get them over. Like, come on, man. But that 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 but you're right. That is, you know, highlight, circle, underline. That is the case in point right there. Okay? Like, look at how much time they have dedicated to trying to make the dark order a thing. Meanwhile, you got Max Caster out here getting his ass kicked by people half his size every week when he has one of the most entertaining acts in your whole company and has since the day he got there. Mm. But you want to tell me he's not ready. Not ready for what? Not ready for what?
1: Not ready for Tony Khan's hugs. That must be it. Well, yeah.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> must be what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's so crazy to me. So, you know, like this is just it's one of those things right where, you know, again is follow the money right like they, they don't they, they believe that the money is in not featuring black talent right or at least in not in featuring black talent who hasn't been on wwe tv right, right. and so they um so they're just not gonna because they don't see the value in it so i mean except for Jay cargill again all praises due to Jay cargill well, well here's well hold is, on let me let me challenge you the, on that the queen
1: let me challenge you on the jade cargill piece because first of all I believe she should be on TV with the microphone in her hand. There's no two ways about it. You look at Jay Cargo; she looks incredible. You hear her speak; she's entertaining and engaging enough that she grabs your attention and keeps it. She can't wrestle worth a damn,
0: and she oh. shouldn't.
1: She shouldn't be able to wrestle worth a damn because she so she hasn't been in the business that long. It takes a while, and she's an she's an athlete in her own right. She has miles on her body. It's going to take a while for her to adjust and be able to you know be a pro wrestler. So I'm not. I'm not shaming her for that. what I am shaming her for, though is the fact that she's allowed herself to be out there and have some of the worst matches we've ever seen like ever like that that match that she had with Anna Jay was a race to the bottom. I mean two of the worst <laughs> wrestlers ever doing things that they had no bus- they had no business being on on anybody's t v or internet having that kind of match but <laughs> but let me challenge you on Jade for a second, despite all of that, they have put a lot behind her. I heard a rumor, and I, and, you know, I'm not. I don't try to get into the rumors too much, but I will say this because who I got it from is pretty reliable, and they would know. I heard a rumor that TBS, part of the deal with them and, and AEW coming over to TBS, was you guys don't have enough black talent being featured, mm-hmm. and we index pretty well with black audiences, so you need to give us a black champion. So that whole TBS title thing for the women, the whole purpose of that was so we can say, hey, look, we have a black champion. Not only that, she's a black champion for TBS. She's the Mm -hmm. network champion, even though they barely show her wrestling on the network, which is another irony that doesn't make any sense. But here's Mm -hmm. my question to you, Smash. If they're doing the right thing by Jade Cargill, then why isn't she the women's champion? She should be the Uh, world champion.
0: (sighs) Well, I, I think, I think, so, okay, I'll say this. Um, I I think what you just said would be a justification for that. If they have um, a mandate from the network to prominently feature uh, a black superstar and Jade is absolutely the perfect person for that. Um, And in order to get better, right, like you got to get reps, but you got to get reps with people that can help you. Like you just mentioned Jay Cargill having a match with Anna Like Embarrassing. Anna J
1: Embarrassing. On, and now there's there's a young lady who they invested so much in and she's gotten worse. She's, she she is the worst wrestler on the planet.
0: She has no business on TV. And here's the thing too, right? Like there there's people who in AEW who can really wrestle. Yes. Like you know who can wrestle? Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford can wrestle, but the thing is they got her going around doing this this hot chick gimmick. And so like you don't really you don't get to see her go out there and, like, wrestle. She had a match with somebody. I can't remember who it is. It was probably Serena Deeb, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everybody has a great match with Serena Deeb. But she was out there, like, really wrestling? I was like, oh, my God. Like, they got this girl coming out here, like, you know, with the, you know, butt cheeks hanging out, doing splits. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I I, I get it, I guess. But, like, at some point, you got to deliver the wrestling, right? And she can wrestle. She can she wrestle. She can wrestle. Yeah. But – they don't have Jade working with people who can wrestle, right? Like, again, Jade should be working with Serena Deeb. Jade should be working with Thunder Rosa. Jade should be working with people who can help her. When you got her out there working with Anna Jay, it's the blind leading the blind. And again, let me just, you know, disclaimer here, I have great respect for professional wrestlers. They do something I can't do. They're tremendous athletes. They put their body through pain for my entertainment. I, I totally respect what they do. That said, I've been watching wrestling for... Uh, years upon years upon years, I know what's good and what's not. Okay. So anyway, um, Jade, again, like she has it all dog. She has it all. But again, wrestling is something you got to develop with reps. We don't know, you know, what type of rep she's getting when she's not on TV, but when she is on TV, she needs to be working with somebody who can help her have great matches until she's able to be the person who can carry an Anna J through them through a match because AEW got a lot of damn Anna J's bro. <laughs> they got a lot of it. They got a men lot and of women, men and, and so, women, right? Yes, and so like and, yo, that that to me that was like the number one thing that stood out about AEW as a product was how many people they were putting on TV who were not ready to be on TV, and again, but if you're gonna do it like you do, like like you did with Britt Baker, like you did with Jay, right? Like give them the time to develop. That's cool. I love it. I got no complaints about that, but again, if you're putting Jade out there, and by the way, she has shown and proved that she deserves to be invested in, right? Absolutely, like she deserves, I agree with that. I she agree deserves that. to to have have you put people around her who are going to make her better because she's going to be an icon for your company. You know what I mean? Like when it, 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 get out here in some of these some of these online conversations that black fans are having about wrestling. Okay, I believe Jay Cargill was she was top three on the BRP 50. Shout out to the BRP. She was I think she was top three on the BRP 50. And and again, like we were having a conversation about list the other day. The thing that I love and respect about that list is they don't just say like, yo, okay, here's who we think is popping. It's like, no, here's what this person has been doing over the course of these months. You feel me?
1: Like, yeah, but come understand. on now, Smash. Jade Cargo to be number three on any list is, is an embarrassment.
0: Come on. Right, right. So, so she's, she's dope. Well, I mean, like with number two or number one or like last year. She shouldn't Bianca even Bel- be in the
1: top ten on you know I mean? any list. I don't care what the no, list is. No, no, no. Is, no, is but she no, the number three black wrestler on the planet active today? Hell If you no. look
0: at – hold, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Outside of her, outside of her, who else can black fans look to in AEW and be like, yo, that's a person that represents – what we think is black culture. Well like, maybe maybe people, you like, don't have to look at like, AEW. Scott is, maybe you is don't have to it. look at AEW for that. But that's the thing. Like, listen, it, you know? it's 2022. If 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 Tony Khan could comfortably come out and say, uh what the what the uh the Ace of Spades guy said, like I don't want uh I don't I don't make my product for black people like if yeah, Tony yeah. Khan could comfortably say that he would. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> like if he, if he could be like yo I make this product for all the frats that sing songs about never letting a black person in. You know, what I mean? like if he could come out and say that, I'm sure he would. But Listen, the thing is,
1: no he, disrespect to the to the br folks, and I know Cal. I talked to Cal and, and all that. That list was was complete and utter rubbish. Okay, uh, and I and I'm can, and I'm standing yeah. firm on that. And there are people who who contribute to that list that I got a lot of respect and admiration for. They're going to be pissed at me. They're probably going to go <laughs> hard, but fellas and even ladies. That would that that list was rubbish. Okay, whatever Yo, criteria look, look. you had, you are putting these folks up there who ain't got no. And the fact that Moose and 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 Swerve were ranked where they were ranked, and I, I think mm-hmm. they actually took Moose off. I mean, Moose was a damn world champion. Mm. How could you not have Moose higher than
0: that? Moose should have been top two. Well, top so, three. so I, I'll say I'll say this. I think that um, rubbish. I, so, 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 it, so lists in general are designed to create conversation, right, uh, uh, and debate, right. That's the that's why lists are a wonderful form of content. Right?
1: But it gotta have some integrity, though. Smash! But we can't. I, we can't. I, so, come I, on, so,
0: man. I, so again, I, so I would say, I would just say this. I would say this for 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 my money, right? For my free money that the list cost me. I, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the podcast where they go through and talk about. Why people are ranked where they're ranked? It's, rubbish. To me, it's you're, rubbish. You're standing on you're standing on your reasoning for putting people where they're at. It's and that's, To me, that's better than just here's a list of names. You it's know what rubbish, I mean? Like you got to be able to, even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't agree it's with rubbish, it, bro. you got to respect that there's a uh, a justification. For why people are where they are, and again, I don't think you,
1: anyone has any integrity if they're taking Jade Cargill and naming her the number three wrestler on any list. I don't care what it is—black, brown, purple—but the, you the got longest legs you,
0: you can't, you can't just say that. No, no, nope. you can't like, say on. that. You can't. It's say, garbage. You can't say, because right? again, it context is everything. Context. You can't just be. Where like, was oh. Moose? Where was why wasn't Moose one of the top three? Moose, yo, okay. So, so here's the thing. I don't
1: even like the guy.
0: I think I the guy I, is a jerk. But I that that, that I doesn't take away from what he is in wrestling. But here's the thing. The thing is, the thing is that Mo- well, Moose had an issue. I think the year before, where I think he didn't like where he was ranked, and he asked him to take him off the list. Yeah, but who gives a damn about that? It, it, it's a ranking no, about no, who mean, the like, top you, wrestlers are. I don't so, care so, if you so, want to be so, on okay, it or not. So, so now we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift the, we're gonna shift the conversation <laughs> here a little bit. We're gonna, we're gonna shift the conversation here just a little bit because. To me, and this is something where I feel like this, as content creators, right, like one of the things like, you know, we developed uh, a, a, a nice little community. Shout out to uh, Brian H. Waters, yes. the, 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 the godfather of uh, the black wrestling diaspora. Good man. Damn right. and, uh, you know, he's connected a lot of us and, you know, I think we do a great job of trying to support each other's content, support each other's work. just Well, because well some of us do. Some of us. Absolutely. I okay. totally agree yeah. with you. I totally you always
1: you. you always put everybody on. I always yeah. put everybody on. Brian always. put, But not yeah. everybody, because not everybody. they feel like they got to be in 100%. competition with certain folk, which is silly. Oh, yes. Silly,
0: which You're is 100% silly. right. You're uh-huh. right. And so, uh, so 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 some of us do a great job of supporting each other's content. For for the exact reason that we know what we're trying to do. We're all yeah, trying right. to build. We're all trying to, you know, trying to trying to get our thing going. And so I would feel like as a pro wrestler, you are in the same space, give or take, that we are. But you you're on TV and yes, we're writing or blogging or talking about what you do, but you're trying to get your brand up, to get your profile up, to raise your exposure too. So if you got people out here talking you up and supporting you. That's good for you. That's good for you. So as a black wrestler on a high profile uh, program, I would think you would want to support black people who are out here creating content geared for black people yeah but you're not going to support
1: nonsense though you can't you can't tell the world that that you don't like that you were
0: number one you can't tell the
1: world that swerve is not one of the top five black wrestlers active today that's just not true and you can't tell the world that a guy like moose is not a top three that's just not true it it, within the time period that's just not but, true.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But if you're giving criteria, their
1: criteria, they their me, criteria had Jade Cargill number difference. 3 is garbage.
0: What, to me what makes the difference is again, if you are arbitrarily saying this is who I like more than other people, I think that's one thing. But if you're saying based on this 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 and this, I think this person belongs here this person belongs here then i respect that because you are again you're saying here's criteria as opposed to just saying here's who i like nah you know that's the,
1: it comes down to who they like and, and i'm going to tell you flat out it lacks integrity and i and, and i'll take all the i'll take all the criticism from everybody listen if somebody wants to say I'm the worst podcaster ever I don't care I don't care if you put me on your list do it And and wrestlers, if I ever make a list of who I feel is the best or the worst or what have you, I don't care if you don't want to be on the list. I'm going to tell the truth. I can't take something like that BR uh, 50, 150, whatever the hell it was, and and look at it and see Jade Cargill at number three and not see Moose in the top three, not see Swerve in the top five and, and consider that a credible list. That's a popularity list. And a lot of those guys... They feed off of their personal relationships with these wrestlers, who they like, who likes them. I mean, to see to see some of those guys arguing with Swerve and with Moose was an embarrassment. What the hell are you doing arguing with those guys about your list? If they don't like your list, they can go to hell. Who
0: cares? But it's like, bro. No, I I agree with that. But I also feel like, again, so to me again, to me. It's all about like how you how you approach things and and I'm more inclined to think like you in the sense of yo, I wrote it, this is how I feel about it. you know what I mean It's the truth according to me and so that's what I'm putting out and that's fine. But I would say this I would say that I think that um, I think that I think that there's an opportunity to build brands. And make them high profile in a way where they weren't before. And I think that having the buy in of people who are on large platforms helps a lot. And I, and, and, but you got to earn that though, TW. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I would understand if, 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 if the content was insulting to these to these wrestlers if it was talking about you know talking down about how they do their job saying that you know their work is subpar or something well like isn't that, that what it's saying if you're what ranked, is the, <laughs> is the if the if, okay so look one of the things that uh i mean like listen i didn't participate in the in the actual ranking of course
1: right? you didn't but of the, course but you the didn't.
0: thing is but the thing is that like again when you justify something by saying you were off tv for three months how can I put you above somebody who was on TV winning championships for three months? Like to me, that's a valid. That's that's a valid justification of something is like it, that,
1: right? Is it you count how many matches each each wrestler had, and then you take a look at the quality of the competition that they faced. Jade Cargo has never wrestled anyone in her life that is of a higher caliber. <laughs> than whoever uh, Swerve or Moose has wrestled in, the, who, in that time who, period. Whose
0: fault is that? But, bro, it comes back to the same point. This? There's got to be integrity you know what, in here's this. What I would say. Here's, here's what I would say. I would say that even given all that, Jade still shines like a damn disco ball, bro. Like I wouldn't even
1: the, put her in the top 20. The, She'd be lucky to make the, the top 20. She can't wrestle.
0: With all the bro. things that you could say to her disadvantage, she's still – the one of if not the top thing i'm checking for on AWTV tv each and every week why you know what i mean like
1: why it, it, what are you you're not checking for a wrestling i know
0: that because i want to see what she's going to do what's she's is, an interesting that's character cargo match you've ever seen it's it's, it's not about <laughs> just the matches dog it's not about yo. Know, i'm not the wrestling police it's not about the matches yo you know what's funny it, 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 like talking speaking of like matches right AEW has really been um, – they've they've had Will Ospreay on their on their TV shows a lot lately. Yeah. And Will Ospreay can go. That dude can really do a lot of cool stuff in the ring. But I don't know anything about Will Ospreay as a character. I don't feel one way or another about him. I mean, like, he comes off as being very arrogant and very, like, dickish, right? But, like, there's been no character development. So I don't really – I'm not really invest- – like, I know he doesn't like Kenny Omega or uh, – I. I've seen like some of the things he tweets towards Kenny Omega and like, you know, so there's an understanding that there's an issue between him and Kenny Omega, but I don't really know, right? Like how I'm supposed to feel about Will Ospreay, according to the show that's showing him to me. You feel me? So like the wrestling in and of itself, like I'm not going to be invested in somebody just because they do good wrestling. Now look at like, Dante Martin, right? Dante Martin, he's a black man. So I'm be right. I'm I'm automatically invested in your success right there because you're a black man, and I want to see you succeed. Then you get out there and start wowing me with your with your in ring talent, right? Dante and Martin needs to learn I'm, how to wrestle. He needs I'm to learn double how to wrestle. Su- I, I feel you. Grab a hold, yada yada. I grab get a hold. That. But the, but the point is, he still is. Ex- he's an exciting wrestler, and he's black. He's he's going to break his neck out there. Dante, cut it out. And you know what? And When he breaks or if he breaks his neck, I'm going to be right there, you know, supporting his GoFundMe because (laughs) that's a a, a black man who's out there risking his life for my entertainment. Okay. (laughs) hold on.
1: Let me let me let me let me let me go back to something you said, though, because I think I think there's something that you and I especially can touch upon that would be very fruitful to the entire community. Building our brands. And being very serious about building our brands, not just because we're trying to enrich ourselves, but because we're trying to create something that can endure and that others can come behind us and actually have a real opportunity. Because you know how it is, Smash. Podcasts start and end just like that. We know so many people who have just given up because they can't make headway. We, we you know, I know people who can't even get guests on their show and they want guests and they need a lot of help with that. Um, because they just, for whatever reason, they don't understand and no one's ever developed them and maybe they just don't, they're not used to what it takes in order to build relationships with people in order to get them to be interested to come on your show, especially first starting off. It's not easy. I've been there. But part of the issue that I see, especially with the black content creators, in wrestling, people want to be in competition with each other as opposed to recognizing that you can do your thing your way and I can do my thing my way and we can still be complimentary to each other whether we agree or disagree. There's still a way that we can build this for the culture in a way that makes sense. Right. And a lot of folks, they they reduce themselves into personality conflicts and they don't realize that all you're doing is continuing to enrich the other folk that do not want us to grab any type of footing in this space because you know them they're the ones always trying to dictate to us what we can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked at the the folks that have the websites and the podcasts, big names, who have jumped in my inbox and tried to dictate to me who I can interview, what I can sh- what, what I can retweet, what I should be talking about. And every single time I asked them, when have I ever asked you your opinion on what my content should be? Like go to hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not your slave. You're not my master. You don't tell me what I can air, and who I can talk to, and who who I can interact with. It doesn't work that way. But we see a lot of our brethren and sisterin who, unfortunately, they feel like they have to go that way, the way of master. And as a result, well, hey, listen, you know, you can't talk to Smash because he's he's a little too controversial, and so and so doesn't yeah. like him. And you know, we, we well, 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 you know, he's cool, but. And he helps out and stuff, but we can't retweet him because, you know, he so-and-so doesn't like him. And that might end our opportunities. And it's like, well, listen, if you look at the caliber of guests that have been on my show and compare it to some of these other folks, it's like there's a pretty big difference there. So if I'm so controversial and and I'm the third rail and all this other stuff, then how come I'm able to get who I get? These folks are hustling backwards, brother.
0: Yeah, no, I I feel you. I think like um, so- I think like uh, well, first of all, was there was there like a particular question you wanted to get to right there?
1: Well, I'm expressing a thought, and I know that you know where to go from there because yeah, I know you I have mean, some like, strong opinions on this.
0: So I, I think that you know, look, first of all, what like what you're talking about—that's part of your brand. You know what I mean? Like that's part of your brand is not being afraid of the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> listen, there's there's some people who um, are in the you know online wrestling community and like. They they don't know how to uh have a conversation with people. Yep. Like you and me, we were just having a conversation where we were totally on 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 opposite sides of the conversation. And here we are back having another conversation, you know, a a, a different conversation and it is fine. There there's people that I'm thinking about right now when I'm saying this and the the second you disagree with them, oh my god. <laughs> You might as well had, you know, called their mother everything but a child of God, man. And, like, to me, it's just, it's like, what's the point, yo? What's the point? Like, we can all shine. There's enough ears out there to listen to everybody's content. There's enough eyeballs out there to watch everybody's content. And, again, it doesn't make your shit hotter by, by, by not showing love to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't make uh it, it doesn't make you shine brighter by, you know, by 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 not showing love to like other people. You know what I mean? Like, and I agree that there is very much a spirit of competition, which I think is fine, right? Like I think it's fine. Like, listen, I want to have content that I think is as, as good as I think your content is, that's how good I want my content to be. You know what I'm saying? But I I can, I can have the humility where I can look at people who I think are doing a great job. Just like I was just showing love to the BRP. I think them dudes do a great job. They do they do a do great job, job. Showing love overall. to people. They do a great job, like, just building a platform. It's a fun, interesting show. Them dudes got great chemistry. Um, my man, Brian H. Waters, like, yo, this dude is so smart, so creative, uh, makes a great impression on everybody who he works with. Um, he's done phenomenal things with the ringer wrestling podcast like mm-hmm. that dude has made he has made the ringer uh, the ringer podcast hot in a way that I don't think they appreciate enough what he's done for that brand. you know what I'm saying? Agreed. But I do know this. I know that if he just keeps working like that, watch, watch. Okay, because it's, it's 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 one of them things, right? If you keep doing the work, you know what I mean. And I was saying this before. I was listening to um, DJ Khaled last night. He was talking to LL Cool J, and and dudes was talking about how like how they was like hustling, hustling. Like I'm not talking about like hustling drugs. I'm talking about like trying to hand hand out CDs with beats on them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? DJ LL Cool J was talking about how he still has a CD he got from DJ Khaled when DJ Khaled was out there trying to get LL Cool J to rap over his beats, okay? Like that so so that that tells you a couple of things. Like one, you just got to hustle, okay? You got to keep hustling and it, and it's not going to happen overnight. And two, you never know who's listening, who's paying attention. That person might not give you the time of day that you think is shining, but they see you. You know what I mean? LL, again, LL, he still knows he got the CD he got from DJ Khaled years ago before, when DJ Khaled was a nobody. So, again, like, you don't got to put cats down. Now, that would have been a different conversation if DJ Khaled handed, handed LL that, that CD and LL told him to go screw himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> if LL told him, oh, you're not on my level to be handing me no CD, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, that that, that conversation would, would go totally different because look where they're at now, right? Right. DJ Khaled, I, I had no idea LL was working on an album because I was listening to something with DJ Khaled on it. Now I know LL Cool J is working on an album, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's a, again like the you know they say it all the time like the people that you pass on the way up going to be the same people you pass on the way down, okay? Like Rax. you, there's no to me, there's no reason we can't all eat. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, there's enough interesting personalities with unique perspectives. I try to give a listen to all of these different podcasts, you know what I mean, to all these different like YouTube shows just to see what people are doing that I like. You know, like like I'm here for entertaining uh, entertaining content. I sit at my computer for hours a day doing work for my shoot job. I, I, you know what I mean? So I put stuff on in the background just to listen to it. So again, there's, and and by the way, there's millions of people like that. Absolutely, Millions of people who just put stuff on in the background just to listen to it. You know what I mean? So you never know, like your retweet might be the thing that gets somebody to listen to my little podcast mm-hmm. or the next person's little podcast. Like, this, to me, there's no reason for us not to all be showing each other love. Like, again, we're all trying to get up to a point. Bro, if I end up to tomorrow where I had a podcast on some big network, you better believe I'm having Duke on my show, okay? You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason why we, we can't all be sh- supporting each other. We should all be supporting each other. And a lot of us do. But a lot of us don't. It's just this weird spirit of uh, of competition, but also a little bit of hating. You know what I mean? It's like you you can compete, but still, you know, but still, but but still show love. Like I want to crush your show. You know what I mean? Like I want to do twice the numbers that Duke Love Wrestling does. You know what I mean? I want to get twice the sponsorships that Duke Love Wrestling does. I want to be I want to be be twice as as entertaining and engaging with my interviews as as Duke is. Okay? Like that's that's what I aspire to, right? But I don't need to shit on Duke to get there. I just got to do my thing.
1: Well, first of all, let me let me just say this just so we're we're being clear here. You have one of the more professional, polished, engaging and and generally speaking like your stuff your your okay. stuff your stuff is ready for TV. I mean, let's let's call it what it is, and and there's a reason for that too. Because you know, in the shoot world, you're you're a heavyweight. That's that's your skill set. So your, your stuff's ready for TV, bro. There's no question about that. When I when I when I check out your stuff, I'm just like, damn, I you know, this is a TV show.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. Bro.
1: You know what I'm saying? And that that motivates me in a different way because it's like, yo, I need to get up to that level.
0: Oh man, uh, you know what you know what I wanted what I wanted to chat with you about since since we got you on on the line here. I um, you know, you do a great job giving a shout out to uh, to to the world of women's wrestling all the time. man. like um, and we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, Tony Khan and, and what he is saying or thinking about Thunder Rosa. Um, but tell me, man, like, you know, who do you think is at the top of the game right now for women as far as wrestlers go?
1: I, I think that anyone who doesn't say Bianca Belair is not paying attention. And the reason why I say it, it's not that Bianca Belair is the best performer. Uh, you know, she, she's, she's not going to out wrestle Bailey. She's not going to out wrestle Natty. She's not going to out wrestle those folks who have a lot more experience and what have you. But here's what Bianca Belair has she has a little bit of everything, which is a lot more than the rest of her peers right now. All of her intangibles combined shines a hell of a lot brighter than most people in the industry, male or female. And I was so impressed with her match with Becky Lynch at SummerSlam that mm. no one could ever tell me that this woman isn't at the top of the, the list right now for women. And and even let's go back even a, a step further, because the build from last year's SummerSlam to, to now, her, her feud with Dewdrop Mm-hmm. I thought that feud with Dewdrop and some of those matches they had uh, on Raw and what have you, bro, those are some of my favorite matches of the past year. Yeah. Just incredible stuff. And not just because she's picking Dewdrop up and doing her, her finisher to her, but the whole match was something that I did not expect. I did not expect the caliber and the quality of mm-hmm. the wrestling to be what it's been. Yeah. So I think that Bianca Belair above everyone right now I don't think there's a woman in the game who's operating on her level right now. Mm.
0: Um, I, Listen, I, I think that's a great pick. I think that's a really great pick. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 would be inclined to agree with you. I think, I think Bianca Bella is close. Um, one thing that I think is important for me to point out when I start talking about like, who's the best, uh, best wrestlers in the world for me Remember I was talking about Will Ospreay earlier, right? Like a lot of people are mentioning Will Ospreay as like one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. And to me, wrestling is not about the stuff you can do in the ring. To me, wrestling is about, can you make me interested in what you're doing? You know what I mean? And for that reason... I probably give my top spot right now to Becky Lynch. Now Becky Lynch is injured, so with Becky Lynch out, I might I might have to give it to Bianca Belair. You know, I, re- repeating all the stuff, co-signing all the stuff you just said about Bianca Belair. Like Bianca Belair, for, for whatever reason, they don't talk about her the way they talk about Kurt Angle. But but Bianca Belair has picked up wrestling, and like again, I'm not just talking about not embarrassing herself in the ring. Like bro, Mandy Rose is down in NXT uh, and she's been the champion down there for months. And like, she is honestly just past the point where she's not having bad matches. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. she's, she, she, she's, she's only going to be so good of a wrestler. You know what I mean? And like, you look at somebody like Bianca Belair in a relatively short amount of time. Like you said, like, look at the matches she's putting together with, with Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch. Listen to me, this run that Becky Lynch was on yeah. like damn Roman Reigns okay Roman Reigns he's had a great run but the, the the run that Becky Lynch has been on since she came back from having her baby has been some of the best stuff I've ever seen yes. like she was the most one of the most beloved characters in wrestling she was getting WWE to invest in her in a way that they had not invested in any woman in terms of like TV time and um and and sponsorships and all of that stuff and she took all that, and and came back and said, "I'm gonna now be a bad guy, and I'm gonna be a bad guy so I can make space for you to make somebody else a good guy." Yep. Okay. Yep. And so, in 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 doing that, she helped elevate Bianca Belair, and I think it's so important. I so so the same way that. Everybody laid down for Charlotte Flair on her rise to the top. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to be laying down for Bianca Belair on her way on her rise to the top. And, and for the and most Becky part, that's Lynch, happened. For the and, most and, part, that's happened. Right, right. No, I agree. And Becky Lynch has been the first person in line to do that. Well, not she's not the first person. She she's ain't the first person. It's it's just, just, the first no. person. Was, but, was, but was the, the, the first person was 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 Charlotte. The first person was Charlotte. Charlotte has be- Bianca ever beaten Charlotte? I don't think Bianca's ever beaten Charlotte. But it's okay. Because but Charlotte was happen. the first to give it her exactly the rub. She went
1: she went after she went down to NXT and started wrestling Bianca from the beginning.
0: But I'm but I'm talking look, you know, look, you, you we we've read all the stories of the, you know, the conversations they have in the locker room. You put the champ over clean in the middle of the ring, okay? And they need to do the honors for this woman Fair. because she is everything that 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 is needed to Agreed. carry this women's division and this company into the future. Like you see Agreed. Bianca Belair just signed with a big name marketing agency, and like she is gonna be to the moon. Okay. So they need to like they need to fall in line. Everybody needs to fall in line. People need to be lining up to do these jobs for Bianca Belair, okay? Agree. But agree. Bianca, but but um, but I almost can't talk about Bianca without talking about Becky. Okay, because Becky had again such a phenomenal run. And you know the best thing that Bianca did, which I think I just again, even though she's out injured, I still have to put her at the top of my list of women's wrestlers right now. She look at the amount of people she made us care about her having a match with. She built a match with Lita in like a week. She built two matches with Liv Morgan. Okay. A match with Dewdrop. Like Bianca uh, excuse me Becky Lynch was out there because we knew this whole time was building to her you know having a match with Bianca Belair but on the way to get there she made you care about so many people that you would otherwise not give a damn about like this this run that Becky Lynch just finished is some of the best work I've ever seen some of the best work we ever will see and I think it really set the standard for what it means to be a great pro wrestler so who, now that uh, Becky's injured and she's taking a break, I would, I would definitely put Bianca at the top of the game, in my opinion. Um, who would you say are some up-and-comers, not quite on the level where you would put Bianca Belair right now, but people to watch who you think could be in Bianca Belair's uh, ballpark within, let's say, the next year?
1: I think, I think there's a path. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I think there's a path based on the quality of work. Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Ooh. Tiffany Stratton down in NXT is churning out some of the best wrestling that we'll see from anybody. And it's scary because she has no experience. All of her experience is coming from NXT. She, she's got her character down. Her in-ring work is not embarrassing. There's nothing sloppy about it. Uh, she doesn't make any crazy botches or anything like that. She is so believable in a way that reminds me of Bianca. Mm. Just like I. that's a wrestler to me. I, I see Tiffany Stratton and I just say, man, just put just put the rocket ship on her back right now and let her go. Get the hell out of her way.
0: You know, you know what you just said, though, that I think is actually really dope. What you just said, she reminds me of Bianca Belair. I think that is I think that's going to be the standard going forward. When you see somebody that is that appears to be like a prodigy, somebody who's an athlete but just picks it up that they remind you of Bianca Belair. It's almost like uh, you know, when people when, when when you watch when you watch the NFL and it's like any short white receiver, people are like, "Oh, he reminds me of Wes Welker." Yeah, like, right. But like <laughs> the uh, but it's like when you when you're so good at something, you become the type, air quotes, the type like that is just a huge testament to the impact you have had on your craft. So I think that's, that's really dope, and I think that's a testament to Bianca Belair. If I had to pick somebody that I think is going to be on that level soon, I'm going to say Shayna Baszler. I think that Shayna Baszler is somebody who, like, once she came to the main roster of WWE, she her growth was stunted mm-hmm. because Vince likes to do stupid stuff. And so, like, so Shayna Baszler went from this ass kicker to, like, I think she was a vampire at one point. Then, you know, she was in, like, tag teams and, you know, just really not getting a chance to be the the killer that she was in NXT. And, and honestly, I think that really is, is something that a lot of wrestlers struggle to overcome, right, when they go from, like, let's say, NXT to the main roster. But if you look at somebody like Asuka, Right, she was able to refine her footing, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this silly shit, but when the bell rings, I'm still an ass kicker." You That's know what I'm right. saying? That's and right. I think that it's it's tough to find that balance, but I think now that Triple H is in charge of the creative, I think we're gonna see a monster run out of Shayna Baszler. I think she's gonna be back to you know kicking people in the face like she did Liv Morgan last week, and um, and you know breaking arms, snapping limbs, and I think it's gonna be fun to watch. I think she's gonna be like. Uh, you know, she, she's going to be kind of like what people always wanted Ronda Rousey to be when she showed up in WWE. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be be fun to watch.
1: I didn't expect that pick, but I, I see your vision. And I think that the best thing that they can do is keep Baszler away from uh, Bianca. Mm. I, I, I think that you got you to gotta keep those two away from each other because if you build up Baszler to the point where she can defeat Liv and become champ, then at some point those two can feud, Bianca wait, 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 and, wait. and Baszler. To
0: the point where she can defeat defeat Live. What point yeah. do you have to be built up to to defeat Liv?
1: Well listen, we know that WWE putting the belt on Liv Morgan is an embarrassment. And and they're doing this for some reason because they're just trying to prove a point. And the point is is missed. She she can't wrestle. She can't talk. Um, I don't know what like it's just it's embarrassing. She's not the champion, she should not be the champion. But clearly, yeah, somebody yeah, likes really her. Nice feel good moment for Live to get the. Title. I didn't feel good she about that was. moment. I, I was disappointed because she's just terrible.
0: She's but terrible. a lot of people did. Duke. A lot of people did feel yeah. good. So you, you gotta res- again the same way I want Tony Khan to respect that there's nothing wrong with putting something on TV for black fans to enjoy. I respect the fact that there's a lot of people who look at Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss and they see.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! The- don't don't put Alexa Bliss in the Liv Morgan category. That that ain't right. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. what? Feed of Fury, brother. She, she. Listen, Alexa, mm. B- Alexa, Alexa Bliss at any point could be the best wrestler in the ring. At
0: whoa! Point, at what point at is point, this? At, at any what? point, she could. Be in what ring? In what <laughs> ring? In what ring are you talking about? <laughs> Alexa Bliss has all the tools. If she's training people in NXT, maybe, <laughs> maybe.
1: Listen, I'm still I'm still on the Alexa Bliss uh, uh bandwagon. I still think oh, she's man. she's one of the bright ones out there. And any, you know who she is? Alexa Bliss, she doesn't have the charisma of the Miz, but she's like the Miz. You can make her champion at any point and it would make sense.
0: No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. What (laughs) sense does it make? It doesn't make no sense. Alexa Bliss is like a shade better than Liv Morgan. Come on, man. Come on, man. She's been champion like five times. Yo, I think I said this on my podcast the other day. Like, there was a shot the other night where uh, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss were walking towards the ring. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, look at all that talent. And Alexa Bliss. Stop it. And, and I'm Stop just like, it. dog. No. Like, bro, like, come on, man. One of these things is not like the other. Man. Like,
1: yo, I could see bro. Alexa Bliss stealing the championship from Bianca and that being a hell of a feud.
0: Oh, uh, but I can see that. You know, you know why I would like that? Because I would just like to get back. Just as much as <laughs> as much as as much as I would as much as I enjoy watching. Bobby Lashley throw the Miz around like a rag doll, and I love the way the Miz taps out to the hurt lock like just such a such a bitch. And so like, uh, I fit, I would love to see Bianca Belair do the same thing to uh, Alexa Bliss. Like, see oh, what I
1: mean? Oh, see what oh, I mean? It can, I th- th- There's money in that. There's money in that. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. See, you're right. But, you know uh, but but if Liv go, Morgan, come on. I can see I can see people booing Bianca Belair over that. But you That's know what? Okay. If she got to be a bad guy to deal out that ass whooping, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> Listen, there's no reason why Bianca Belair should be a, a white meat baby face. I think that's embarrassing. In reality, when you're saying you're better than everybody else, you're not a baby face. No, that her, doesn't her even make sense. Her
0: character does naturally lend itself to being a heel. I totally yeah. agree with you. Um but here's the thing though. I, I think what's important from um from I I guess from a business standpoint, right, is like I've always, I've always, I've said, listen, as black people, we've watched wrestling for, you know, for forever, right? And we've never quite had that representation at the top of the card, right? Mm -hmm. And in Bianca Belair, you see someone with no discernible flaws. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you see someone who deserves it all. She deserves the Charlotte push. She deserves the Cena push. She deserves the Roman Reigns push. You have no good reason for not giving it to her. True. And my thing is, like, if not her, then my God, who? You know? And so, uh, and that's male or female. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's got it all. And so, for me, I feel like I just want to see her be in that spot. And I don't care if she's got to be a good guy, I don't care if she's got to be a bad guy. Like I just want to see her get what she deserves and she deserves to be at the top of this industry.
1: Absolutely. And and I think that Roman Reigns is the blueprint for a Bianca Belair. You you have to stay the course with her even when the reactions are not always 100% there. You got to stay the course with her because the intangibles are there. And when you look at, you know, Google Trends and things like that, she's making waves. People yeah. are interested in her, so mm-hmm. she may not get the biggest pop in Philadelphia today, right? But she still can headline WrestleMania,
0: right? And so, let's, let's keep it real. You know, let's keep it real. There's certain there's just there's certain parts of the country where they just not here for what she's bringing to the table because yeah. you know sassy black woman doesn't play well in every in every state. Yeah. But the thing is, again, like she's so good that I feel like. Bianca is not like she's 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 a dope character who happens to be black. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's not like it's not like she like she's so black in all her pr- her presentation. Like everything about it is is black, and I love it. But I feel like there you you can't make an excuse that her blackness is off putting. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's the way because somebody,
1: she she's comfortable with who she is, right? Right. right there's no identity crisis there like we see with certain individuals, and I won't name right. them. Even an individual that's an in AEW now, part of the reason why this person wasn't accepted so well is because they have an identity issue. Right, you know, yeah. there's something right. to it. You know who I'm You're talking about?
0: Today. You're right, and, and and it's authentic. I'm gonna keep it a hundy with you. It's authentic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like- there's no reason to <laughs> like. It's 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 authentic and it's real. It comes off as real, and when it doesn't come off as real, you can see it. You, you can see it. So you know. So yeah. Like so. It, it it is what it is, man. I think um, I think it's it's a, uh, it's a beautiful time, that, um, you know that that a talent like Bianca Belair is in position to uh to 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 go as far as her talent will take her and you don't have to necessarily feel like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but will they cheer for her in Wisconsin? You know what I mean? Because you, you see, you know, the fan videos, like any other time, you know, anytime WWE is at like a live event, you know, people will post like, you know, hashtag, uh, wwe sheboygan or whatever and like you'll see the the people that are ringside and all the little girls the black girls the white girls they they all got the est like glitter on their face and and the ponytail the whole deal like she is it bro she is it and then oh, what's not d- what's
1: not to love about her though she, she she's colorful i'm mm-hmm. talking about literally the way that she dresses she's colorful yep. she's beautiful mm-hmm. she has muscles natural muscles by the way because she's a she's an athlete it's like, what isn't she she is everything that's cool mm-hmm. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's not gonna go out of style. Right. Who that character is. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That that character endures because that's the superhero. That's right. the spectacle. That's what we all strive for. We wanna be the most gorgeous. We wanna be the the most uh strong. We wanna we wanna be who that is. Hell yeah. You know, it, it's funny that you say that and, and, and I'll Quickly, a couple of years ago, I did a um, a little poll. So I reached out. You know, I have a private Facebook group. This is my focus group. This is what I built this show off of. It's a it's a core of of less than four hundred people, and they give me feedback on stuff all the time. Wrestlers, uh, super fans, what have you. But the folks that have kids, I sent them videos of random wrestlers, and Bianca Belair was one of them. And every single time, Bianca was the highest rank among the kids. Wow. And this is before she even made it up to the main roster. Wow. So that told me even back then, all right, there's something special about this one here because the kids really, she just has all the intangibles that make them look at her and say, yes, I want to be that. Absolutely. I want that person to be my big sister. I want that person to be my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I want that person to be... My 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 cool neighbor, like that's it, that's her.
0: Hell yeah! And I think like uh, you know it's one of those things like with wrestling, right? Like I've always like thought to myself like you know the the number one thing that makes wrestling look so fake is that you know the black people never win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Like if you ever you know if you ever you know watch any sports, you know may, may not all sports, but you know, most of the sports, especially the ones we love in this country, you know, the the majority of the best players are black people, right? Of course. For some reason you have this wrestling and the, you know, like to me that's what always makes it so hard to watch like, you know, the Adam Coles and everybody is so uh, head over heels happy that Johnny Gargano is back. And I'm like, yo, man, like that's great, but (sighs) I need – my Bobby Lashley's. Damn you know right. what I'm saying? Like Damn right. people who look like they can just rip your skin from the top of your head to the toe of your feet. <laughs> like that's what looks like a world champion wrestler to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can do all the super kicks you want and like all of that shit. But like, again, the, 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 the look matters and the presentation matters. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so yeah. And again, you know, Bianca Belair, she checks every box. Every box.
1: Every box. Quickly on Lashley, because I was saying this on the Earnestly Speaking uh, podcast. Shout out to EJ Christensen. When I look in the mirror, I see Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah? And it doesn't matter if the rest of the world doesn't see that. That is who my alter ego is. Oh,
0: okay. This
1: this guy with the big muscles, who like you said, he can kick everybody's ass. You know what I mean? He's dressing sharp. Um, he's a guy that – he's not a very controversial guy either. He's just a guy that's about his business. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's something about that character. That's who I look to. That's who I see. I see myself in that character, but not that I see myself like he needs to look exactly like me. No, that's me with the volume turned all the way up.
0: Yeah, no, no. I get it. I get it. Yeah.
1: You know, so it's – and that's what wrestling is supposed to be. So to get back to your point about Johnny Gargano – Johnny Gargano and I are the same size, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I pretty much. I mean, I'm not as skinny as he is, but you get the point. I say, Duke, you talk like you're bigger than that. Well, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) But I got a couple pounds on him, but but basically we're the same size. It's like I I shouldn't be in a wrestling ring. I'm not going to be main eventing uh, pay-per-view. So what the hell am I looking at that guy for? He's not my champion. Adam Cole is not my champion. Come on.
0: I want to see Bobby Lashley. Right, and, and 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 exactly what you're talking about. That's how I that's how I felt when I see Alexa Bliss. Right, Fair. like the, Fair. the the same same thing. I'm like, you know, I remember when they had Alexa Bliss beat Nia Jax. I'm like, yo, come <laughs> on, <laughs> dog. come on, like this is the human that we saw bust Becky Lynch's whole face by mistake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and- yeah. What a, what a hammer yeah, fist. Uh,
0: <laughs> Alexa Bliss beating her with the fakest looking punch in the history of wrestling. Oh, my God.
1: All right. You know oh. what? Like you said at the beginning, I'm a man. I'm man enough to admit what I'm wrong. <laughs> I still like Alexa Bliss. I'm still a fan of hers. But you're right.
0: You're I right. Mean, I see what she brings to the table. Don't get me wrong. I, yep. I'm human. I see what she brings to the table. But uh, but again, but, but wrestling ain't about that.
1: Yeah, hey. fair. That's fair. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a simulation of a fight. Right. And there's no fight in the history of fights where Alexa Bliss is going to beat Nia Jax. It just right. ain't going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to
0: exactly. happen. Exactly. Like, I yeah. just, I can't put, and that's the thing I say, again, like, we talk about Johnny Gargano, right? Again, I'm, my, my thing is, you you, you got to show me. You got to show me. Because to be honest with you, with Johnny Gargano... Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole's matches are the thing that made me tune out of NXT Black and Gold. Yep. When I'm watching same. these matches and I'm like, dog, like, okay, like the DIY matches were cool, but when I'm watching these two dudes who were like 5'2, 130 pounds, and you got to do everything but shoot them to win the match, like, yeah. it just, yo, know, it just, it, it was too much. It was honestly too much. That's what, that's the thing that made me tune out of. Uh, watching those NXT takeovers under Black and Gold because it just it just, it just jumped the shark with me. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so that's my fear with Triple H bringing, you know, so many of his favorite NXT people to the main roster is I don't want Monday Night Raw and SmackDown to turn into that because I, I'm not threatening here. I'm not threatening, oh, I'm going to stop watching. But I'm just saying that, like, everybody has a point where it just won't be interesting anymore. And I'm telling you, dog, if I got to watch – more of those Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole matches that just are so unbelievable. You know what I mean? And, and it's not, and it's not just the size. Okay, everybody is all about the size. Like it's not about the size, okay? Because look at like Pete Dunne is the same size as those guys, but he looks like he will punch your face off. Yeah, he's okay? he's
1: believable. But There's no question Master about that. Ciampa,
0: same size as those guys. He looks like a crazy person. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he believable. Looks like he will fight you at the drop of a hat. It's not about how big or tall they are. It's about the presentation. Johnny Gargano does not present like an ass kicker. Adam Cole does not present like an ass kicker. Uh, Alexa Bliss does not present like an ass kicker. The Miz. The the Miz doesn't present like an ass kicker, but he's so good at talking shit that at least you want to see him get his ass beat. You know what I'm saying? And he
1: usually cheats, so it's okay. Right.
0: right. You know what I
1: mean? There's some logic behind that at least. Right? He's not an ass kicker, so he's going to find another way to beat you.
0: Exactly. See, oh, man. listen, man, we, we could go I all day. We love wrestling. We love wrestling. <laughs> we love wrestling. Shout out to We Love. Wrestling. Oh
1: yeah, of course, of course,
0: of
1: course. That's the man right there. T, good man, good man. Listen, plug your stuff, man. Plug your stuff. Oh man,
0: well, if anybody here is, is, is still listening, this was a, a bit of a long-winded conversation, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at tw talking um, You can find uh, all your social media at tw talking You can also follow my podcast page at talking pod. That's t a l k i n b o u t p-o-d um you know we try to get the content out to you regularly and i'm here for these takes man like uh if you like what i had to say if you don't like what i had to say tweet me i'll tweet back um and make sure you show love to duke because this man got one of the best podcasts going the content is consistent the content is strong and the content is not bottom shelf it's top shelf
1: listen man you put me over big time and again let me just say what i what i respect and appreciate about you the most you're a grown man we can we can disagree on on topic to topic you don't take it personally you know what i mean you understand the fact that we live in a society which means that everybody's going to come from things and see things from a different point of view so it, it's it's not going to hurt your pride that i disagree about a take no. you know what i mean and it's not the it's not the end of the world or the beginning of the world if i agree with a take either at the end of the day we're bringing what we have to the table. We're having a conversation, and Absolutely. if everybody listening right now, I, I beg of you, pay attention to what my man TW talks about on on his timeline. Definitely listen to his content. This is grown man stuff, and this is the type of stuff that I love right here. I learn constantly from him, but there's a reason for that too. I mean, again, in your in your shoot world, I mean, you're you're the you're the real deal, man. So. There's a reason why your stuff is polished, why your stuff makes sense, why it flows the right way, why it's it's coherent. Let me say that again: coherent. I don't <laughs> I don't have to work to understand what the hell you're talking about.
0: Right, right. You know what I'm saying?
1: There's the a worst reason thing
0: somebody it. say something don't make sense. And they're like, well, Google it. Yeah. I, shouldn't Google <laughs> I shouldn't have to Google it. I shouldn't have to
1: Google you're it. 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 I, I should have to work harder <laughs> than listening to you. Like, come on, man. Mm. But but from the bottom of my heart, I respect you. I appreciate you. I always uh, look forward to sharing your stuff. Uh, you just you're the real deal, man. And and I, I just I wish there were more like you. That's the main idea there.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yo, if I could say one more thing, man, uh I, to, to everybody out there, embrace having conversations with people with different points of view from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, um like it's funny, like not I hope I hope it doesn't uh devolve into a whole nother uh, thing. thing. <laughs> you know, like, but one thing, like I, you know, I'm I'm a political independent, okay? Um, but I you know, I do happen I do tend to lean left, but I'm you know, I'm left on some things, I'm right on some things. Same. But I whenever I hear somebody that has like a really outlandish political take, I always want to hear the justification. Like I just want to hear it. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm interested in knowing why people think what they think. Why? Because that makes me more equipped for when I hear it. From somebody else. Right. At least now I understand where somebody is coming from with that opinion. You know what I mean? So and I think if we can all do that, man, like, you know, the world be a more understanding place, more empathy and just be, you know, just just be a better place. I had a uh, a work situation today where I was working with somebody who just was, you know, they were being rude. They were uh, being uncooperative. And like it was. It was jamming me up, you know what I mean. It was, it was, it was interfering with my ability to do my job. But I honestly, like, I thought to myself, and like, listen, I'm not. First of all, I would never get like out of pocket or unprofessional at my job. But like, I'm not afraid of no man, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm right. I don't have a problem of of uh, of, of of having a conversation that needs to be had. But I, but instead of trying to bite his head off for, you know, for 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 jamming jamming me up, getting in my way with whatever was going on with him. I stopped and thought to myself, I was like, man, like who knows what's going on in his world that is making him come to work and act like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? So, um, cause I'm sure nobody wants to, you know, be known for somebody who is at work, you know, acting like you don't want to do your damn job. You know what I mean? So like, I just, I just wanted to share that. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I had a moment today where like, again, like somebody was, was, was acting in a way, That was, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was, it was interfering with my ability to do my job. I thought it was unprofessional. It was a lot of things. And, you know, I very, I would have been well within my, 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 rights, my justification to, to bite his head off. You know what I'm saying? But I stopped and thought to myself, like, what might this person be going through that is making them act this way at work? You know what I mean? And, um, and that didn't change the fact I'm still going to email a supervisor, but, <laughs> but, but 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 you know, like I I didn't deal with it the way that it could have, and some people think maybe should have been dealt with. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to have some empathy about the situation. So um, so man, I just you know I just I, I hope sharing that makes somebody else think like just just stop and think when you're dealing with people um, because you never know what other people are experiencing in, in, in their day to day life.
1: I always say to end the show, and I guess I can do that right now. Be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. And and what you just described is exactly why. Ooh. It's exactly why. Because here's the reality we could be all of that to somebody at some point too. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Some, somebody could 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 receive us whether we are, whether we feel we're being that way or not, somebody could receive us that way as well and it's like damn i hope i get some grace in those moments but how can i expect to to have grace in those moments if i'm not affording other people the same grace absolutely that's why i don't cuss people out it's not that i don't want to people you know people are surprised duke you don't you don't swear and it's like no nah, it's not that i don't swear of course i swear everybody swears but i recognize the fact that if you start returning that type of energy to people where is it going to go from there? I might have to beat the hell out of somebody after,
0: right? Right. <laughs> so, right, so before right, we get
1: exactly. there, <laughs> right? Exactly. Let me find another way. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> exactly. then what? You know. So, which ironically, people are praising people in AEW for beating people up allegedly and all this. You know, the Eddie Kingston and and, and Sammy Guevara stuff. And I took a different route. I said that's not acceptable. Nobody should be getting beat up at work. And what right. you just described is a prime example. It's like, look, that dude was being a jerk. But you beating his ass, then what?
0: Right, exactly.
1: You know what what I mean? Who's going to win in that situation? Right. So be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. And part of being kind to yourself is not lowering yourself to where other people are. In fact, you can create a pathway where you elevate them to where you are. Because, you know, that person might tomorrow or something turn around and say, look, man, I'm sorry. You know, I wasn't I wasn't being right the other day and I apologize. Yep. And then what? Then you find out that, you know, such and such in their life is sick or they got they found out this news and all that. And then it's like, damn, okay, you know, so it's deep. But again, you're a grown man. So this is exactly what we're talking about, man. I I wish I wish more people out there would have this type of sensibility, because, again, in the spirit of collaboration, we all could probably get a lot further together if we approach this whole thing this way. There it is. There it is. Appreciate you, bro.
0: Appreciate you, man. This is Tony
1: and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.